0: FM to get started.
1: I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV Talk. Now let the Buzz begin.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the GH Report, breaking down every episode of craziness that happens and everything that's going down in Port Charles every single day here on ABC. My name is Frank Moran.
1: And I'm Carla Renata. yes (laughs)
0: Uh, before we dive into everything of course as always like us on facebook give us those five stars on itunes subscribe to the youtube channel and you know the the chats have been running i know you folks are in there because it's been a couple weeks since we took easter off i'm sure you're dying to share your thoughts about everything that's been happening
1: (laughs) yes let's do a shout out joe costanzo kelly public cover jerry jacks dt Durr, zoe johnson annie Gowan, marlon wallace Rue Wood, Tom Clev, Dr. Who Fan 12. I'll write for that name. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Say, Loretta Johnson, and Coco. Oh, I'm sorry. The Good Juju, Joe Costanzo, Dolores Leach, Coca- K. Coco Candy. One that's a lot. Um, Nikisha Jones. <laughs> it is a lot. Nikisha Jones and Dulaman. welcome back y'all thanks for coming back and joining
0: us absolutely yes I hope you enjoyed your Easter I know Carla and I enjoyed uh taking a little time to spend with family uh but we're back now with our GH family talk about all the stuff that's been happening
1: yeah uh so before we get yeah go
0: ahead oh no I was gonna say before we get into everything specifically Carla what have you been thinking of GH these past couple weeks
1: well, before we get into GH, I wanted to let you know some things they were saying in the chat room before we went live. They were saying we couldn't possibly start without your fantabulous rap, which you didn't do.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I that's true. Uh, I, I don't get it. We don't have the music that we usually have playing us in, uh, given our current, uh, the way we're setting the show up right now. So uh, don't worry. As soon as we're back in studio uh i know
1: thank you ryan
0: uh, for, that, for that little uh, music there. but uh, Church, uh, you know no one misses a rat more than me so uh as soon as we can get back to, to doing that i'm all in
1: and then kelly public cover said uh, and asked us to please pray for nova scotia They had a mass shooting there today with 13 dead, including a police officer. So I put in the chat love and light to everyone there, but I didn't want to unacknowledge or not acknowledge that or acknowledge the fact that they talked about your rep. They also wanted wanted to talk about, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, um, how they've been infiltrating the flashbacks into the current episodes. So, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, why don't we just dive right into that? I mean, we know that we've talked about it for weeks uh, before everything happened uh, in terms of uh, the stoppage of production because of the coronavirus, that uh, they, much like, White, like Young and Restless and Bold and Beautiful, had mm-hmm. anywhere from four to six weeks episodes of uh, fresh content. So uh, Days of Our Lives, since it filmed so far in advance, has all the way up until the fall of new programs. So they are mm-hmm. they are set films so far ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. y and is going to be running out of original programming starting next week. So, oh, wow. yeah, So it doesn't know exactly what their plan is after that, if they're rolling all to encore uh, shows or what they're going to be doing. But GH, in an effort to still stretch out the remaining program that they have, first introduced uh, Flash, uh, Flashback Fridays to kind of show some old episodes, although they've been terrible episodes. Uh, But also, (laughs) uh, but also have been heavily laying in flashbacks to stretch out their original content even further. Uh, Which I
1: kind of like. Yeah, the Friday thing. Yeah, you're right. It's like if of all the episodes y'all could choose to show on Fridays, those are the ones y'all choose. I'm like, really, though, I would I would have preferred. (laughs) G.H. has been on the air for 50 years, and I'm not sure how many years of that they've been doing the nurses ball. But they could have stretched it out just with some, you know, throwback nurses ball footage. I would have enjoyed that because at least, you know, there's some music involved. There's some entertainment going on, you know, in addition to the drama taken out of context. But I would have really liked that in terms of the flashbacks infiltrated throughout the the week, Monday through Thursday. I'm kind of digging it because if it's somebody that has never tuned into GH before, They're getting a background context on these characters. And even for somebody like me that's been watching it for over 20 years, there are some scenes and some things that happened that I have forgotten all about. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is what happened with Carly. Oh, yeah, that is what happened with with Nell. You know what I mean? So it's been kind of refreshing to see that, to be reminded of what people's relationships were and how they got to this point at in general hospital storytelling it's been kind of cool some of the episodes eh, but some of them have been you know very very nice and very um, well put together I but what is annoying me is that they'll they'll literally interrupt the train of thought to do it I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to let this whole train of thought play out first before we go into this flashback like let's just play through that train of thought first what you think about it Frank (laughs) I,
0: uh, well, one, I, I love it because it's always a, I mean, that's something with show, with soaps is that we always think like, oh yeah, everybody looks great all the time. And it's only until you get a little distance from when those uh, episodes originally aired that you can uh, truly appreciate the terrible hairstyles that people have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. But then, but, but how much they look like little babies. Like when you go back to the flashbacks, yes. especially the ones where they show, um, jason and joss they look so young in these flashbacks and then you flash forward you're like "Ooh, okay well and you and you you don't ever think about um maurice bernard aging because he just looks ageless but when they do those flashbacks you see him at all different kinds of weights i was like oh he was a little pudgy during that year huh okay <laughs>
0: I will say, I think like the two that have uh, suffered the most have been uh, Jax and Michael during these flashbacks that they've been involved in. Some some rough looks for my guys there and hair wise, Mm -hmm.
1: those those hairstyles. But what Uh, I did uh, for me, it's that aside.
0: uh, That aside, it's um, I mean honestly for me, I I watched though, I think the first time they kind of really started heavily laying in the flashbacks. But then after that, it's like, nah, I'm pretty much up to speed on this. So for me, I, I just use that as an opportunity to fast forward. So uh, for me, I, I get through these episodes much fa- much faster because I'm just like,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I um, I can't fast forward because if I miss that episode, I have to go back and watch it on Hulu. So there's commercial breaks, so you can't really fast forward on Hulu. So there's that, but yeah. um. <clears throat> I have enjoyed it, but the last couple of weeks, let's talk about what's been going on the last couple of weeks. So let's talk about the biggest thing that happened and let's just go from there and move our way backwards. Let's just talk about the fact that we finally found out who Nina's daughter is. And How, we think uh, it's now. I mean, because the show for a while. What'd you say? It seemed like the show for the longest time
0: i been setting it up to be Willow. Uh, it seemed like the show had been setting it up for a long time that it was Willow. And uh, I'm really curious to see if, when they decided to switch streams and go like, hey, maybe having it be Nell is a, is a better idea.
1: I think that having it be because Willow is kind of at her wit's end. So I think having it be Nell just creates more drama and intrigue. I think if it, were, if it had turned out to be Willow, um, there's not a whole lot of drama there. Because Nina would have been honored and relieved to have Willow as a daughter. But now we have her having Nell as a daughter. And she said on more than one occasion during the last few weeks to Jax, more than once, she said, I'm more like Nell than you think. She said that on numerous occasions. And when she said it the first time, I'm like, oh, they setting this up for for Nell to be her daughter. And sure enough, that's what it turned out to be. <clears throat> so it's going to be interesting because, you know, Nell is treacherous for a variety of reasons, but Nina is has been in this mode of trying to turn around ever since she turned up in Port Charles pretending to be paralyzed and she wasn't when she showed up for Silas, right? So it, she she's kind of turned her life completely around from that. And then Nell was basically given that same opportunity and opted not to do that. And instead she's just causing drama and intrigue everywhere she goes. So it's gonna be interesting to see whether or not Nina embraces her, rejects her, and how the realization of that relationship is gonna affect the two of them and everybody else in poor Charles. Cause it's definitely gonna affect some folks, you know?
0: (laughs) It was, uh, well, first, I, I will lo- I will just point out that I, I loved how the show uh, couldn't trust their viewers to feel the Nina and Nell connection. They had to really hammer it home with the cheesy split screen at the end of that episode. I'm like, come on, guys, come on. But that aside- uh, they're is
1: doing the best they know how. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that side it is, it is kind of interesting. I mean, that Carly Nell conversation, uh, that was a, one big thing that made me think, like, "Hey, I feel like the show has really changed courses midstream." Because that conversation, I feel like, should have happened years ago. Uh, right. It seemed weird that it happened now. But the way that storylines evolve and change direction, you have to do what you can. To, and so, now this conversation does happen. Uh, I, I, I like that it was that like Carly was saying, uh, or Nell said, like, "Hey, I am just like you." And even Carly talks to Jason afterwards, like, "Say she, I, she is." but I had you. So Carla, do you think that all Nell is missing is having somebody like Jason in her life to kind of keep her on the straight and narrow? Or is she more damaged than that?
1: I think she's more damaged than that. I think it would, I think had she had somebody early on in her formative years to help her not be that person, it would have been helpful. But now she's just hell bent on the fact that, you know, no matter who it is, they just don't wanna give her a chance. And when anybody, you know, gets in her wrath and they don't wanna support her, then they become a target for her. And I think that even though, even if she did, find, even, even if Carly ends up being that person for her, that Jason was for Carly, I don't think it's really gonna help Nell because Nell's just hardheaded. You know, some people, it's, it's like that old adage, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. She's that person. Like you can show her the right way to be and you can show her a thousand different ways, but is she really gonna change and do the right thing? No, she's not because she's been in a habit of being that person for so long that it's gonna take a minute for her to jump out of that even if she wanted to. And I don't think she wants to. I think she kind of gets off on making people uncomfortable. That smirk that she gets on her face every time she enters a room because she knows most of the people in the room don't want her there. She gets off on that. Those kind of people, they love making people uncomfortable. It's is the thing that makes them thrive. It's like the Grinch when he was taking the toys from the from the Who's. You know what I'm saying? He got off on taking the toys from the Who's and that made him gleeful. She's the same way. She's like the Grinch of Poor Charles, honey. <laughs> well,
0: I'm wondering about that because you know that the way that Nell is portrayed now, I mean, that is certainly where well, she has. much at this point no redeeming value uh you really set that up for somebody that's going to be around for a short period of time because you can just ratchet up the the bad stuff that they do uh and then build it up so high and then you're like all right she's been uh caught done exposed now she's off and we just move on from there but making it a a reveal like being nina's daughter that makes me think like there's a lot of storyline there that's going to be available out of this so you want her around for a while and i wonder if it would be more helpful for nell for the nell character for, for the audience to have have seen Nell have any other sort of relationship uh, with somebody on the show that is genuine, so at least we can have even a sliver of rooting interest in her to, to at least say, okay, yeah, cool, she's sticking around, all right, I can see maybe they can make it together. I, does that matter to you or not?
1: Not really. I mean, okay. I just, I, um I want to, I just, I want to I really what I what I'm really um curious about at this point is I want to see how her relationship with with Nell is going to play out because when they did those flashbacks and I had forgotten that that there was a point in time where Carly genuinely really 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 liked Nell. And so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out um and to see if Carly at some point is going to end up rooting for her or having her back at some point. What's going to be interesting is if Nell and Nina end up having her back because Nell, and I'm sorry, not Nell and Nina, Carly and Nina, because Carly and Nina have um, joined forces to take Nell down. And now we have this new information that Nina is Nell's daughter. So how is that going to affect these plans that Nina and Carly have moving forward? Honey, the, 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 opportunities are endless concerning that little situation i can't wait for them to to get back and work that out and in the event that they're not able to get back anytime soon i'm wondering if at some point gh will entertain doing virtual episodes you know if this health crisis ends up um having people to stay at home you having these stay at home orders a little while longer They can't keep doing, I mean, they could keep doing the flashbacks, but fans are going to get tired of it. It's going to get old. And I'm wondering if at some point, if there's ever been any discussions about doing some virtual episodes, you know, when we have a guest here, we can ask them, but um, aren't you interested about that at all? Don't you think it would be interesting to see how they evolve that into a virtual situation or if that's even possible?
0: You know, I mean, I certainly know people people love podcasts. people listen to uh, narrative podcasts as well. so I, is there enough of an appetite? I mean you really you're really trying to change this over for for viewers uh, the network would be to try to get them to buy into this. I'd be curious to see our fan would fans be satisfied getting original new original, continue, original content in the form of virtual uh, stories? Or do they really require wanting to see it on screen, full sets, the whole nine yards?
1: Well, I have, a, I have an answer to that, actually. So um, <clears throat> in the Broadway community, they've been, there's a, a musical conductor um, slash pianist named Seth Radetzky. And he's been doing these live Stars in the House podcasts, not podcasts, broadcasts, on Facebook, where he's gotten together original cast of different musicals like Les Mis and some other things and they've been doing these readings and I saw one where he did Les Mis where they literally had the guy that was playing Jean Valjean and um, Javert standing like this, facing each other in split screen and like um, infiltrating the same kind of things that we see done in TikTok, but Mm -hmm. taking it and putting it into a split screen situation on Facebook. It's possible to do. It wouldn't require any more rehearsing or cajoling than it would if they had to rehearse the scenes on set. And it would just be a different, interesting way to watch the soaps, you know, having them talk in profile. Like, it would be funny, but it would be, (laughs) you know what I mean, it would be hilarious. But it would be, I think this is a perfect time for producers to infiltrate creativity in a way that that, that they've never been challenged to do in order to keep fans engaged. Because I, for one, as a diehard General Hospital fan, I don't want to see it go anywhere. It's been over 50 years. I don't (laughs) want to see it disappear because of COVID-19. That would be a tragedy within itself. I'm I'm just, I'm throwing stuff out there because I'm just trying to verbally think of There has to be a way to save the content or move it forward. Because, you know, it's like we said, they can do those flashbacks, but, you know, we are complaining about it. The people in the chat room are complaining about it. People on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram complain about it. There's only so much of that that's going to happen. the network executives and the producers of the show, at some point, are going to have to do something. So True. Uh,
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, in terms of everybody gripping, I mean, it's just... uh, you would wish that the, there wouldn't be so much griping about it. I mean, nobody's a huge fan of it, but being understanding of the current situation, what what more, what what more do you want the, the network to do at this point? So, but otherwise, like, Ooh. no, don't show us, don't show us these terrible hairdo, Jack Michael, think, don't uh-uh. do it. And
1: and I think part of them are afraid that if they go down I, that rabbit hole, they may not be able to go back. I think that's a fear that sometimes they're they're afraid that if they go down the rabbit hole, they may not be able to come back. Frank? Oh, you froze for a second. Did you hear what I said? He can't hear us? Okay. All right, you guys. So I'm gonna- I guess,
0: uh, well. Okay,
1: so you guys, you can hear us, okay? Cool. There you are. Yeah. You froze for a second, and I couldn't hear you. So the last thing I said was, um, "Do you think the networks are scared if they if they go that route?"
0: I don't because I mean, unlike the other, like the nighttime programming, sitcoms, uh, dramas, and all that, they're giving a shortened season, and they're just going to any storylines they may pick up in the fall. Hopefully, when production resumes. But uh their soaps don't go dark during the summer, uh, at least television-wise. Production wise, they may take some downtime, but uh airing-wise they don't. So you still need to have fresh content to deliver for those three months throughout throughout the summer. So I feel like you're right that the network can't just rely on flashback Fridays for three months at, or and expect uh viewership to still be there when it comes back. I you know, I mean. I, I hadn't thought of that idea of just doing some uh, virtual shows. I mean, what are the, I, I feel like, what do they have to lose?
1: Exactly, exactly. All right, so let's get back into the storyline. Let's talk about the fact that <laughs> I love that they're making Charlotte kind of bad seedish. <laughs> they're making her into the bad seed because she's not having Ava, she's not having Jax, and she is just acting out. How do you feel about her? Be, she is literally the bad seed. I'm like waiting for her to put on some tap shoes. <laughs> the, the, the
0: scene where, one, I like that when I, uh, Nina comes back into Kelly's and sees Jax on the floor, that she so freaks out. And, and I remember watching it the day before when I saw the, the, the previews for that episode, thinking, whoa, all right, something tra- terrible must happen to Jax. <laughs> it was just that he he tripped. And uh, I do like that Jax doesn't throw Charlotte under the bus. You, all you right. see is just Charlotte sitting over in that area. But I'm, right. I'm like, how, how did come on? How did Charlotte trip that man? Get out of here! That guy's a tall drink of water. How did that happen?
1: Look, she may have thrown something on the floor, but then, but then, fast forward to this past week with the with um, Violet's birthday party. You know, she ran up, she ran all up on Aiden to my, no, don't touch that. I'm like, Diva, what do you have in this piñata? What are you planning? And she's like, I think everybody needs to see it. So when that snake came slithering out of Ava's purse, I'm like, did she mean to, first of all, how did the snake get in Ava's purse? Second of all, why was Charlotte looking like something was going to fall out the piñata every time somebody pulled the string? I just, I was very confused by all of that. I was like, it did not go the way I thought it was going to go. And the way they ended it, it looked like the snake was coming towards Charlotte.
0: (laughs) It, uh, I I was like, all right, this is going to be in the pinata. And it wasn't until Ava sets her purse on top of the table where Charlotte was sitting underneath there with the snake that I was like, "Eh, all right, she's going to put the snake in Ava's purse. And sure enough, it rolls out like that at the end of the episode. I mean, I, I guess you get both. You get Heaven in Ava's purse. But I like Ava. Zero cool in it whatsoever. Just screams, <laughs> drops the purse, lets the snake run out. You know? <laughs> it's like, all right, your daughter's in the room. Cool. Don't try to keep right. it cool. And maybe, like, just walk outside real quickly and just throw that snake, uh, throw that whole purse out on the driveway. Nope, nope. I'm just going to drop it there and scream. <laughs>
1: I was like, that was pure. I was like, okay, y'all will kill me. But I love that they're making her into the bad seed. That was giving me life. I also love, and I'm sure you love this. I didn't love it. It made me very sad. You know, I got to talk about it. My boy, Jason and my girl, um, Sam, they had to finally just go like this because Cyrus is coming to town. He going to try to take down anybody and everybody that got anything to do with Sonny to get Sonny, you know, off, off, guard off kilter and so you know jason goes in on sam and sam loses her shit oops loses her stuff
0: (laughs) (laughs) i that was and then she she trashes that like safe house room that they're in i'm like (laughs) oh way to go sam you know i'm not a huge fan of jason and sam at all i
1: know this (laughs) but
0: but still come on you gotta write sam better because she has been awful in the storyline. Well, they make
1: her weak. They just make her weak. They don't make her the strong Sam that we've come to know and love. So that's annoying. And and the person that they are making strong, but kind of annoying all at the same time is her sister Molly. So let's just talk about Molly for a second. Let's just talk about the fact that Molly and Brando was knocking boots when she found out that TJ was still alive. I was like, how are you going to work this out, diva? How you going to go to the hospital and be like, oh, TJ, after you've been up all night with Brando? I'm just saying. <laughs> that you know, was
0: a lot. You know what's frustrating to me is uh, I, I, there's some soap tropes that you just got to go along with. But then I feel like there are some soap tropes that I get, like, really? Do we still have to do it this way? Where when Molly finds out that, oh, my gosh, uh, Molly's been led by everybody. Uh, most importantly, Jordan, that uh, TJ is dumped her. Mad about the rejected proposal, and he's out. He's peaced out. See you later. Uh, so her hooking up with Brando, fine. If somebody's kind of feeling hurt and stung from a relationship that she thinks is over, and that's what she wants to do, cool. But when she does find out that TJ has been uh, kidnapped, is now in the hospital, she's telling Brando, oh, this was a mistake, and then we can never tell anyone about this. I'm like, <laughs> man, you know, even TJ in the hospital says, like, hey, everybody, you thought – you thought I had dumped you. Everything that had happened kind of made you believe that this is what was going on. Yeah. I would have loved for, I was hoping that the show would do something where it's like, we don't need to be secretive about this. We don't need to make Molly feel like, you know, she is wrong. Because all Molly can do is operate from the information that she has in the moment. And, you know, tell TJ, I thought you had dumped me. I, this was not something that I would ordinarily do, but I w- I was hurt and this just sort of happened. But instead, it's going to be like, we can never tell TJ
1: about this. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be long and drawn out. And I think Brando's probably going to be the one that's going, because then they show him going back to his garage, having a flashback about her. And I'm like, okay, I can't. And then if, the other. What if they
0: go the route go where ahead. they, what if they go the route and they make Molly pregnant? I will be even more irritated by that.
1: Well, you know, they're going to do that
0: oh come on they gonna
1: do you that's how they do you know that's how they roll that is how they do that's how they roll but let's segue over to because i don't want us to run out of time and i want to try to get to everything that we talked that we um, saw the last couple of weeks let's talk about the fact that cyrus finally got out that um <laughs> and he was like you know good job jordan yada yada and then she was like yo if you don't let me see my son you're not gonna live long enough to tell about it i was like oh, oh I'm like, oh, where did Jordan go? Who's that? Who's yeah. that talking tough? Who's that popping off at the mouth being crazy? I was like, oh, well, okay, Jordan. And then we find out that T- that he kept his word. He brings TJ back. But we also find out that Cyrus is running around Port Charles, flexing his muscles, letting it known that he's there and had the audacity to get a room at the Metro court. Oh, and it's all up in Carly's face when Jason comes to the rescue. I'm like, oh, he's doing too much.
0: I know I mean of course it's got to be you know it's just you know for the same instance where it's like well if anybody needs a hotel room of course it's going to be the Metro Court If anybody's going to eat at a restaurant of course it's going to be either uh, Charlie's Charlie's. Rib or the Metro Court you know it's just like or Kelly's there's always like that was annoying uh, you know I'm still not loving how Jordan (laughs) I'm not loving Jordan in the storyline it's just it's I love Jordan.
1: Ready. I love Jordan in the storyline really? because it's... Yes, and I'm going to tell you why. Because they wrote her so vanilla milk toast for so long that at least we're we're seeing her have an edge. We're seeing her have a definitive point of view, even though it is kind of messing, messing her relationship up with, with Curtis. I love that they're giving her a definitive point of view. And not for nothing, but whenever I see Black characters on soap operas, a lot of the times they'll give them a huge storyline for like a split second. It'll be all about that family for a minute. And then they kind of get kicked into the background for eternity. Like, look at what they did with Epiphany. You know what I'm saying? So the uh, fact, you know what I mean? It's it's good to see them on the forefront. No,
0: I, I I totally love that. What I don't love is just hitting, uh, and, and maybe it's just the nature of soaps, but the repetitive nature of it where, I'm tired of seeing scenes where uh, Jordan is, like, refusing to tell Curtis anything, keeping things secret. Uh, It's like, come on. How many times can we do this? You've seen what happens when you don't do this. Why do you keep doing this? Uh, It gets really, it gets annoying to me after a point.
1: Okay. And speaking of Black people on the show, let's talk about Miss Trina. Trina is living on the edge. (laughs) Trina is on the edge she is so annoyed that people are trash talking her dad and it was so ironic to me that Curtis was the one that was trying to talk her off the ledge and I don't know if she bought it or she if she didn't buy it but it was just so ironic to me that he was the person that was trying to talk her off the ledge and then when she went to talk to Joss and Cam about it. She was like, "I need you to to get Diane to help me sue." It's like, Miss Thing, Diane is the mob lawyer. She ain't got time for that. <laughs> like, what make you think she got time to be dealing with your little stuff when she's trying to like stop a mob war from happening? Girl, bye. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know. I think some of my feelings about some of the story, which I'm glad to see Trina getting more screen time because I know people have been complaining for the longest time about. Who yeah. her mom and dad were, and we found out yeah, this information. I yeah, I was. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, there's uh, again, much like any storyline, same thing that we're dealing with with uh, Alexis, uh, something we're dealing with Sam, uh, Trina, not to that same extent, but uh, different. Where they're they're going through something, and uh, Trina's a little different because grief. Everybody goes through grief uh, in their own time. Uh, Sam's and Alexis's are more time. Focus. They've got two years of they've got to deal with out being with Neil or without being with Jason. Where I feel like don't don't say two years. Please don't say two years, because two years uh is forever in a soap world. Just say six months. Because six months will feel like two years. Because you're gonna give us so many scenes that are gonna be like, Oh, it's two years. How can we do this for two years? Like, oh, oh, this two years is gonna seem like eight years by the time we get right. to it.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> They got jokes in the chat room. They're like, have Stella and Epiphany take care of Cyrus. <laughs> Could you imagine on Stella and Epiphany take it? Maybe Cyrus wouldn't stand a chance. Um, and then I also wanted to flip back to TJ for a split second. I saw that scene where Curtis is in the hallway with Trina's mom, and he's making that phone call saying that TJ is okay and saying that he was talking to TJ's real father. So I'm thoroughly confused. Is this, is this the first time... I don't recall them revealing this news before now. Did they have that they reveal this before and I missed it?
0: Yeah, well, uh a while back ago. Uh because that, that was the thing where the reveal came out while Sean, uh, the actor who played Sean was in prison and not on the show anymore. And that reveal came out, and you're like, Wow, this would have been great to see Sean more Sean, and we never did. So
1: Right, but the but he said that the real father, we thought all this time that TJ's father was Thomas, who's dead, right? right. So yes. now there's this other person that's his real father. Is it Sean? Sean's
0: or is his real it somebody father.
1: Yeah. Else? Okay, all right. Yeah. I was like, Sean's I'm confused. Okay, because I was like, I'm confused. What is going on? All right, so that's that's that. Let's also talk about. Um, I'm I'm so over Lulu and Brooklyn. I need for them to just like get it over with. They're getting on my nerves. It's like they get them together for like a split second, and then we don't ever really see the fight fully play out. It's like a nugget fight. You know what I mean? It's like well, especially because.
0: Yeah, we we <laughs> I, I know we seem like we got to a good spot where Lulu tells Dust, "I'm like, hey, go ahead and do this music with Brooklyn. It's a good opportunity for you." So I'm like, "All right, they're gonna have some sort of sense of peace." And then they meet in Kelly's, and they're already just sniping at each other. I'm like, "What?
1: Come on, yeah, now. I'm like, I can't, I can't with that. I was over that." And then I love how they they find they cut to Liesl because we hadn't seen her in a minute, and they said that she was going to be extradited to a jail out of the country, and then Maxie comes to see her and it's like I can't mess with you no more. <laughs> and then she's like, "No, no, no, I can't." You know, I'm like, "Okay, y'all are doing too much." But then the the other funny thing was back to the the party with the poison um piñata or what we thought was going to be a poison piñata. Um Robert going in the going out doing some snooping and almost getting caught or maybe possibly getting caught, we don't know. And Olivia having his back and lying for him. I thought that was interesting. Of all the people he would have asked to lie for him, why Olivia?
0: Well, what I do like is I do like the the relationship that has developed between Robert and Olivia, and we don't see it very often because Tristan Rogers. Well, I mean, neither character is really forefront on on the show on any sort of storylines. But the scenes that we do get with them together usually Dante related. uh, But I do like that they have in those few short scenes those two actors have really done a good job of establishing a good rapport between those two characters so i enjoy when we get those scenes
1: and when did Britt leave i don't remember them even saying that she left and i was like so she left like where is she like there was no scene saying she was leaving they were like oh she went to another hospital in boston because i mean it, correct me if i'm wrong the last time we saw her on camera she was breaking up with Julian and she was out and that was it. And I don't recall seeing her that much after that, but I don't remember hearing anything about her leaving Port Charles and go, I'm like, really y'all, that's what we going to do. Okay.
0: Yeah. That was disappointing. Cause it was, you could still say she's in, in in Port Charles and we just don't see her a lot. Like we do with a lot of the nursing staff. We hardly see them at all. And then they pop up as needed. I don't know what they got by saying that she'd left town and, and took another job at another hospital because the show had done such a great job about setting, i, I thought she was going to be around for a while and even if right. she's not going to forefront you know you still have her in port charles that you could easily pull her on for a for a day for a day part if you wanted to uh rather right. than we got to explain why she's back in town from this other hospital that she had left port uh, general hospital to like <laughs> why why make it that convoluted
1: right and then we have Willow, you know, being faced with the decision whether to stay in Wiley's life, not stay in Wiley's life, marry Michael, not marry Michael. The drama she's having with Chase—I'm about tired of seeing that too. I'm like, make a make, make a decision already.
0: It's just I I don't see how they get... like. This is where like I love Diane, she's fantastic, but I uh, I mean she's you know she's dropped the ball on several cases that she's been on in the past, and this one. I'm not thinking that she's really setting Michael up for success cuz I can't imagine that uh <laughs> that Michael Lee Knight uh, as now is Nell's lawyer is going to let that go that oh yeah he's married to Willow so uh, that's cool like we all know that <laughs> Michael's with Sasha, Willow's with Chase how how's anybody supposed to believe this marriage that's it's ridiculous that they would think that, that that the marriage in and of itself is going to be enough to get them
1: yeah i don't i don't know how they're gonna do that somebody in the chat room uh kelly public cover was saying that the doll that plays brit is gone over today's so she won't be coming back
0: no no no, i was like
1: let she's like let me go over here where i know i'm gonna get a paycheck
0: (laughs) i know i'm i'm absolutely happy for anybody to get you know get steady gigs but uh although i've heard from uh our close pal james Lott jr that even on days said she's not she's not going to be sticking around for a while either. So I don't know.
1: I need for this doll to have a steady gig. She's so good. She she's is. a gorgeous girl. And she can act her buns off. Like I need for somebody to create a character for her where we can really root for her for a long term and not, you know, just a spit spurt here and there. She was really good. I really enjoyed her on General oh, Hospital. She-
0: how much longer do you want? I mean, and it's so tough right now with everything up in the air with the, the yeah. story production. Uh, this Peter storyline, man, we got over uh, it. Oh. I'm over uh, it. That's the one thing I'm wondering about is will the show, because it's been on this sort of hiatus now and we're just kind of rolling out original programming. Are the writers still writing scripts? If they are, they're using this downtime to really figure out like what's working, what's not. Are they going to, when they do come back and they start things up again? whether it's virtually or uh in a studio are they going to use this downtime to really look what was working and what wasn't maybe that's a good question
1: i mean that's a really good question i don't that's it's a good question as to whether or not they're still writing scripts that's a really good question because we what we don't know is if um right before they stopped shooting if anybody on the since they've stopped shooting, I should say, if anybody has been affected by the virus, if anybody got infected, if anybody's family members got sick, you know, because what seems to be happening is we're starting to hear way after the fact that certain people have been infected, certain people, you know, were had it and didn't know that they had it and have recovered from it, you know. Um, it's been really interesting. So I don't even know if that's been a thing too. Because what I do know about working on sets is when you work on a set like that, or if you work on a Broadway show, people will come to work sick all the time. They come to work with a cold. They come to work, they be coughing and hacking and blowing their nose. I myself have rolled up into afterbuzz like that. Several people have. Everybody's done it at some point or another. In any work situation that they're in, people have gone to work that are sick, not realized in this particular time, not realizing that in being sick, they had something that was more than a common cold, or more than just a little cough, or more than just a little fever. So I'm just interested to know if, in fact, anything like that went down at GH, and if they did, how they're handling that moving forward. You know, no, that's
0: that's true. It's um, yeah, because I, I, I would think if this show had a chance to kind of look at what was working and what wasn't, there are some storylines that they would uh, change. For the better, hopefully, or dump, or kickstart some other storylines, or accelerate some storylines to just get them over with, so we can move on to something new. And this yeah, Michael, Michael and Willow thing would be one I would hit the hit the hit the uh, a pedal to the metal, get this thing to the next stage because it's rough.
1: Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, somebody in the chat room—I can't remember who it was—so uh, please forgive me, but somebody was saying maybe they could roll out some Q and A episodes. You know, just do. Like some episodes where you pull some people together, they did that for a minute with um with uh Laura Wright and Maurice Bernard. I saw them do something like that somewhere where they just did a Q and A thing, and and I forget who they did it with. And it was kind of interesting the fact that they did it. But I was wondering if you know maybe they would do that, do like a a Instagram live or a Zoom meeting with you know the different families that are on the soap. Like you know, do Jordan Curtis. Um, TJ and Molly or do you know Alexis and Neil and you know do something like that where it can be interactive with the fans because the bottom line is soap opera content th- thrives because of the fans of the show and if you lose the fans of the show then it's going to be really difficult moving forward in a positive way So I think that they, hopefully somebody from GH or ABC is watching us or watching some other shows that talk around general hospital content and they're grabbing some of these ideas. I would not be mad at
0: them. No, no, no. I mean, I'd be cool with them if they wanted to treat a week where it's every day focusing on a different actor and their time on GH, whether it's Danielle Turner, which would be awesome just to see what, you know, storylines that he's loved, storylines that he's like, what was I doing in this? Uh, actors that he worships on the show uh, and just, I mean, you've got tons of material to show. All you need is just like some interviews with the actors to really kind of put it all together.
1: Yeah. Well, I, like I said, the last time we were here live, I am working on some interviews with some people. I don't want to say their names cause I don't want to get jinxed and I don't want y'all clowning me if they don't come, but <laughs> um, I'm working on at least seven different people that I'm sure our fans here, um, at the general hospital after buzz after show are going to love. And there's definitely going to be some people that you and I have talked about quite frequently. So it'll be great. But
0: Anthony we're gonna keep
1: our... No, well, that would be great. <laughs> but we're going to keep our fingers crossed and um, we're working out details now. So as soon as I know, y'all will know.
0: Uh, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH report. Time flies. I know I it did.
1: It went fast.
0: I know uh ladies and gentlemen thanks for joining us here uh, uh you know the wrapping will will come back in full force soon uh but uh thanks for joining us as always like us on facebook give us those five stars on itunes subscribe to the youtube channel thank you everybody for hopping in the chat but if you want to stay in touch with any either of us even while we're the shows off the air uh, carla where can they find you
1: you guys can find me across all social media platforms at the curvy critic You can find me right before this over at Black Hollywood Live on The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata. And you can find me on Mondays doing the after show for Insecure around, I think around 2, 2 2.30 in the afternoon. You can find me there. You can find all of my reviews at thecurvyfilmcritic.com. And you can also find my interviews with some other people that I've done, like Tina Lifford and Kenya Barris from Black AF on my YouTube channel, um, The Curvy Critic over there. So yeah.
0: Look at that. I, I love how you're doing an after show for Insecure, and we're also Insecure with your Time Slot. Very nice. Very <laughs> unplanned. <Yeah. laughs> I hate
1: you. I hate you so much right now.
0: <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie, folks. That's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. We'll see you back here next week with an all new episode right here on After Buzz TV.
1: Bye, everybody.